0: This is the CC Radio Podcast.
1: It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. It missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, un- like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know, you feel like you're being followed but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight that of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and
0: looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked
1: out.
2: Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a 5-star rating and review. Or, you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I have Liam joining me, and a lot of you probably already know his story. Liam was featured on the documentary Australian Skies, and was the focal point of the sequel Australian Skies 2. He has had some of the most amazing UFO encounters you will ever hear and continues to have them to this day. Now his story doesn't end at just UFO sightings as Liam tells us about his recollections after going regression therapy. If you haven't checked out Australian Skies 2 yet, I recommend you do check it out as soon as you can because you can follow Liam's journey that is continued in this interview. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes five-star ratings and reviews. As you know, each week I read out a new five-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave me a five-star review, letting me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might just read it out on the next episode. Now, this one is a quick, short one, and it comes in from Brett Starr from Australia, and it's titled Brilliant. Awesome to hear encounters like these from around Australia big fan of the show share help believe thank you for leaving that that's fantastic and finally if you want to chat to other listeners of the show simply jump on facebook and search for the believe paranormal and ufo listener community we're just shy of 200 members and if you want to jump in on some great paranormal discussions that's the place to do it so if you're interested in that i'll leave some links for that in the show notes but that's enough of me talking let's get into liam's interview Tonight, I'm joined by
0: Liam, and you might know Liam because he was actually the, uh, the entire focus of the documentary called Australian Skies 2, and if you've seen that, you know Liam has had quite an amazing life so far. So, Liam, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much for inviting me along. Um, looking forward to it and uh yeah, so have a bit of fun while we do this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And mate, it's an absolute pleasure to get you on here. It was um it was pretty exciting that you uh, you agreed to come on because um you have something to, to talk about that's quite amazing. I mean, the the experiences that you've had, they're they're literally out of this world.
1: Um, well I guess you would have to say they're from out of this world or some of them are. So yeah, no, look, it's been a it's been an up and down journey. I'll be honest about that. It's not all uh, fun and games, but yeah, look, it's been interesting, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to uh, share share some of it with you tonight.
0: Oh, fantastic, mate! Well, do you mind kind of going back to, I guess, the first time you've started to to notice these uh, UFO encounters in your life?
1: Look, um, absolutely, mate. I guess it started at sort of towards the end of 2012 when I hadn't seen anything, but. I knew I was going to see something. So I, I started, I think the first thing I bought was I bought myself for Christmas a giant telescope, like a pretty good one um, that you could see. You know, you can see Jupiter and Saturn's rings on it if you can figure out how to find it. Um, so it was pretty powerful. So I bought that, and I just started looking at the planets in the sky and, and the moon. Um, and then after a while, I sort of went, ah, it's too complicated to set this thing up. And so I went out and bought these big binoculars and, um, and I was like, well, why am I buying them? Well, I knew why I was buying them because I was convinced I was going to see a UFO. But I, I was spending more of the time looking for them during the daytime. And I'd go outside and just stare at the clouds. And I was convinced I'd spot something on the edge of a cloud. And, and this went on for months, but I, I was just absolutely, you know, 100% convinced it was going to happen. And then, so that was all around Christmas. And then on uh, March the 18th of 2013, I woke up at 3 in the morning and was basically told today's the day it's going to happen. And sure enough, that day it happened. It was about 1.30 in the afternoon. I was sitting outside the office staring at the sky and there, the, the, there it showed up, a great, you know, big object in the sky doing something weird. And that was how it all started, mate. And yeah, it just kept going ever since then. Yeah right.
0: So when you say you you had a feeling that something was going to happen, are you saying it was kind of like a sixth sense?
1: Look, I was—I had no other rational reasoning or belief to be looking for UFOs It had been not part of my life. You know, I had no interest in it. I had heaps of other things going on. But then I get this, just start to get this interest and feel that I need to be looking for them. Um, so yeah, I guess there was some some or something was telling me to do it um and then on that morning at whatever three in the morning when I woke up I was basically just I was I woke up going oh wow it's going to happen today and I was 100 percent convinced like it was not not going to happen and sure enough it did so uh how I got told or or whatever um that's the million dollar question of course but it, it just happened that day and and then that started me on this um, roller coaster journey of uh, trying to find out why and who and why me and where they come from and what are they and and then that's led down to all sorts of uh, different stories. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been interesting. But um, you you've had this one encounter and you've been waiting for it for so long, and you go, "Wow, what happened?" And other, you know, I was with other people; they saw it. And some of them dismissed it and went, oh, that's just nothing. Um, no, no, but you know, it was there. We saw it. And so then you go home and go, well, what was that? And then you need to, you need to find out more about it. And that's when it gets complicated. You know, it's, it, it's like, well, there's no, uh, manual on this. There's a lot of books written about it, but, uh, you know what I mean? But there's no actual, this is where they are, who they are, where they're from. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long journey and it's interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And did you find it a little bit difficult to, I guess, start your research or even talk to other people about the what you were experiencing?
1: Look, I went home that afternoon and told my wife and she was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, you know sort of brushed it off a bit. And, uh, and then I rang a friend and she said, you need to ring someone. You need to contact someone who deals with this. And I went, well, who the hell do you do this? It's not like ringing, um, the, the RTA or the, you know what I mean? It's like who? And she goes, there must be something on Google in New South Wales. So I, I Googled, um, UFO research New South Wales. And I then you know, lo and behold, I got a, I got, um, a website and a phone number. So I rang them, told them of what happened. And they said, look, uh, we'll send someone out to see you. I said, oh, I can't, you know, I was going away the next day to New Zealand for a week. So um, I came back and the, pretty much the day after I came back, it was organized and a, an investigator came out from UFO research New South Wales. And so, yeah, that started the whole the whole process because when he saw the footage, because I filmed about just under a minute of it on, on an iPhone. Um, and then he broke all the footage down and did what he did, and he basically almost fell over and went, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this in Australia, pretty much. Oh, wow. Um Yeah, yeah, he was flabbergasted. And so basically that, that was the start of me going, all right, it's been validated. Because when I first filmed it and tried to play it back, there was nothing, nothing came back. And I was like, oh, you're joking me. What do you mean there's nothing there? So the video was but, um, blank, what, was it? No, it was just the blue sky and some clouds and me and another guy commentating going, oh, look at that one, look at this, you know what I mean? But nothing actually came out that you could see on the uh, recording, even if you put the iPhone just on, it'll plug it plugs into a laptop. And um, there it was, it was just nothing there, except a, a peculiar cloud that appears out of nowhere very quickly. How and so unusual. Uh, the, the, Yeah, it was. So um, the investigator goes, Look, if there's anything here I'll find it. So let's say I think it was about fifty five seconds um worth of you know, footage. He said, Oh well I'll break it down and he broke that fifty five seconds into I think about two and a half thousand frames. So um and then as soon as he started playing it, first frame, second frame, by the third frame, um you can start seeing it. Because it was, um, yeah, it was just today day. And you could see several objects. It was incredible. So I was like, oh, my God, fantastic. It's, it's actually, I wasn't going crazy. It was there. I saw it. And he goes, you've got the most incredible footage i have ever seen. So that was the start of it. So naturally, I'm on a high about it and want wanted to learn more. And I've, well now I've met some people who are involved in it and know more about it than me. So, yeah, it was, it was a very exciting time to start off with.
0: And then and then, what happened after that? Because you've obviously had a, a life full of experiences.
1: Yeah, well, I waited. Um, when I, after that experience, I went to New Zealand. And so when I came back from New Zealand, now this was before I met the investigator the day after, I went through a duty-free and went, I better buy myself a video camera. Never had a video camera, so I went and bought a Sony Handycam. You know, just a pretty compact looking thing with a tripod. So every day I went to work, after that day, I had that camera set up in the office just in case it happened again. Uh, now, it only took about six weeks before it happened again, but a much closer one, and was lots of people um, watching it, and it was like crazy, and I recorded the whole thing, and it's very clear. Uh, it's on Australian skies too. It's um, of these sort of silvery sheets of metal spinning above the power lines, um, and then a couple of people going, oh, there it is. There's more than one, and uh, that, that that was the second recording that I ever got. Um, so they, yeah, it was like, wow, it's happened again. And then the next one happened days later. They just started happening all the time. So the investigators are like, oh, well, we've got something strange here. And um, and I just started seeing these objects all the time, everywhere I went, at home. If so I'd go away with the family for the weekend, they would show up there. So it was, yeah, it was getting, um, I was getting a lot of footage in a very short time. Um, and it was quite remarkable.
0: Well, and what were you thinking at the time? Because, I mean, this is obviously something quite amazing.
1: It's amazing. And all I, I was, I was never scared. I was just going, when I saw them, it just made me feel really good. It made me feel like a million dollars. You just felt really high and excited. And, going, well. Wow, I've seen it again, and, and I kept filming it and filming it, and so then I'd ring the investigator and go, look, I've got some more footage. He goes, what do you mean, already? I'm like, yeah, and it was happening on like every second day for a bit. I'd be ringing him going, I'd even ring him while it was happening, and going, look, I've got the camera set up, and they're just sitting in front of me. It was. It got really hectic for a while. So um, I just I did that, and then I got introduced to Mariana, who was the president of New South Wales UFO Research, and I went to her place and sat down and showed her the footage. And she was like, oh, my God, that's amazing, as Mariana would say. And she was, "Well, you have to come and do a talk for us." So I was like, oh, never done that. Um, but I yeah, agreed to do a talk for her. And it was just a very small talk. It was only for about 20 minutes, and I showed, you know, five or six, short clips of UFOs during the daytime that I'd filmed. And I was uh, oh, I was just sort of like the there was someone else who did a big talk before me and I was just a little bit of it. But anyway I thought that was great. You know, I was showing people and people were interested and everyone was positive. Um, so then yeah that's how it all started.
0: Have you been um do you still get that sixth sense when you when you think they're around?
1: Um no, to be honest, not really. They just I just happened to look up and see them or if I'm driving in the car I see them or if I'm out in a boat out in the water I see them or I just happen to see them, I don't go oh one's coming or oh, hang on everyone, I think there's going to be a UFO, nothing, no no nonsense like that goes on, I just I guess I do pay a lot of attention still to the sky when I'm out and about, I'm looking or not physically going, I'm looking for them but I keep an eye open for them mate and uh, and just keep, yeah, keep an eye open and have a look and and if there's something weird in the sky, I'll i pick it. <laughs> I'll come across it first. That's a, it's absolutely
0: fascinating. And um I want to touch on a little bit of the the documentary that you were featured in Australian skies too. And this kind of yeah, painted yeah, sure. the, this painted a narrative that um I think that even the slogan of the um the, the movie was contact of interest. Um do right. you do you think you are a contact of interest to these um UFOs?
1: If I am, I haven't been given any special message. Hey, you know what I mean? I haven't been given any gifts of uh, whatever it is, but I'm going to have to say there is some sort of interest because in the earlier days, I would be somewhere. Like I'll give you an example. I was driving back from Sydney back to where I live in Kiama, and instead of making a major left turn where I should have gone to keep going home, I was like, no, I've got to go down this road. And I just kept driving down this road till it came to a dead end by some farm paddock. And within, you know, a couple of seconds or less than a minute, two of these objects came out of the sky. And I was in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, well... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds.
0: At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at MintMobile.com.
1: Probably why I had to come down here, and it's happened a few times. So. Obviously, there is some sort of interest in showing, you know, for them to show me, but I haven't figured out what it is or why they why they show themselves to me. So, well, a lot of people have asked me, Kate, and the only thing I can 100% say is I just have to tell people that they're real, that, that they exist, and um, don't be scared of them. You know, I guess that's the only thing that I've ever, if there's ever a message, not that they has been given to me by anything, but I've always just thought, well, I just, Tell everyone what I've been seeing, and and then let them decide. So that's about the only message I've got.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you've had encounters with these UFOs while you've been with other people. So there's there's absolutely zero doubt that what you're experiencing is is happening a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent real. It's it's physical. It's there.
1: Oh look, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know really what to say. It's just something that's happened to me. It's it's. There's no doubt it's real because um, I've been there. Well, other people have been there. I've got a massive collection of videos to prove it. And uh, you can't just say, "Oh, it's a balloon or a flaming helicopter or whatever," because this is just you know, it's just not that. Um. So yeah, it's, the, the the phenomenon is real, and and I still wonder why I you know, chose myself, why I've been um shown been given this this thing to see and to film i don't know it's an odd one mate but uh it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh few years that's for sure
0: yeah i can absolutely imagine and um the next thing we'll, we'll i want to kind of touch on with you is um in australian skies um towards the end of this documentary we do see you go um and visit an expert in regression therapy is that something that you're willing to talk about a little bit
1: look uh absolutely um I've put it in the documentary, so there's no no denying it. Um, yeah, no, so 100. It was it was my my idea to go and see Mary because I'd heard about her, um, but she lived 2,000 miles away from me, and so I, I suggested it to uh, the producer, and I said, "Look, up if there's a, another angle you want to go on, or if you want to if you're interested, I'd be happy to go and see see Mary." And he just went, are you serious? I'll make it happen. So that's how we ended up there. And it was the best thing I ever did because she opened up memories that I had as a kid. And I remember things happening, but I'd forgotten about them. I know now, um, you know, she opened up memories of me as a sort of a five and six year old where I grew up seeing UFOs with my family. Um, and when I was older, explain and you know, explaining why I was so sick for these the sort of three years. Um and I always knew there was even then I was always I knew something was there. I was terrified those nights, but um I never knew what it was gonna be or what it was. So no look that that regression was um outstanding and I tell you what, if anyone ever ever is thinking about going down there down that path, take someone with you of course and um and go and see Mary because she's the real deal. She knows what she's doing.
0: And was there anything that you you learnt from the regression that um, might give you some answers towards what these um, what these I guess are they vessels? Are they are they um, are they spirits? Are, whatever they are, did it give you maybe any answers to, or I guess direction to what they might be?
1: Um, well, it's
0: still a million
1: dollar question. I, within myself, personally, I, I, I believe she did. Um. Uh, she she brought out a lot of things in that regression. It went on for a couple of hours, um, so there's a lot of stuff that wasn't in the documentary, of course. But she brought out a lot of things um, that you know only I sort of had a, an idea about, and um, and then she managed to get more of the story out from me, which was it was very um, overwhelming, actually, and eye opening about what's been going on and. And who these, and who it could possibly be. Um, cause I've, I, you know, I've kept a journal about all the, all the dreams and all the things that I've done. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of that came out in the regression, which was very interesting. But I can't tell you who it is and what it is because I don't actually know for a hundred percent, you know, so I can't go saying, Oh, it's such and such from this place. I don't exactly know that, mate. So, but she, um, she helped me out in a lot of ways and i uh, left flying back home from North Queensland feeling quite relaxed, which was the aim of it as well, to uh, give me a bit more peace of mind, which is amazing.
0: I'm not too sure how to ask you this, Liam, so I, yep. I'm, I'm going to probably just word it in maybe the most crudest way that I that I can, but was it aliens that you that you encountered?
1: Was it aliens that I encountered? They were beings, more human from according to the regression, human-like beings. So were, are they aliens? This is the big question. We don't know. I don't know. So uh, I can't say I've met aliens.
0: No, that's fair. That's absolutely
1: fair. Oh, one year, there's no way. There's, I don't think you'll meet anybody who said, yep, it was aliens, I've met them, because then you will put yourself in a category of um, complete disarray. So no, look, it was human. From what I remember, humanoid figures, are very humanoid. So uh, whether they are past, present, or now, um, we don't know. I don't know, but it was um, an interesting experience up there. And when I say up there, at Mary Rodworth and uh, Agnes Waters. And um, I'm very pleased I did it, mate.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And, um, I mean, did you ever
0: feel like you were threatened or in danger when you were going through this regression, going through those memories again?
1: No, not at all. Because while you're doing it, you're, you're very much aware of what's going on. Like, I, I knew where I was. I was lying on the couch. I knew Mary was there. I knew that um, the film crew were there and the producer. But it was just all relaxed and at ease. And there, there were just there was no no problems at all if that answers your question
0: yeah no it absolutely does and where do you go from here now Liam after after the regression and after learning what you have learned and um, yeah I, I guess how do you move on
1: well look I part of me doing the, the whole documentary was for me to sort of try and put some sort of closure not complete closure but to stop the, the amount of Time I've been investigating, looking, searching, and doing all these things, and that takes up a lot of time and energy. And when you've got a family and a and a life, um, that's that's the most important, really, part of my life. So I I talked to the producer of the documentary about it and explained to him that hopefully by the end of this, and when this when I watch this, it should hopefully sort of have some sort of um, closure for me. And basically it, it, it has. I really don't think about it as much. Um, I still see it quite a lot, but I don't go and grab the camera and film it. I just look at it and go, Oh, that's, an, that's really nice or that was cool. You know, um, I'm sure if I was to carry a, a video camera around 24 seven like I used to, I'd have some incredible footage again, but I'm just not doing that. And I believe that was the, the aim of me doing that documentary. Just to um just to let everyone finally know what's been going on with me and and then hopefully the idea of it was for me to have closure and for anyone else out there who's never really talked about it and has been going through it, hopefully it could help them and that was the aim of it and yeah I was very happy by the end of it.
0: That's fantastic to hear that's um yeah that's absolutely great. what was the um the public's I guess reaction to your you being on this documentary?
1: Look, I I didn't have anyone um, hassling me and going, what a nut job or anything. All I got was from people that I didn't know from all around the world, and I mean this, I didn't get one email giving me grief or telling me I was a nut job, which is fair enough. People are allowed their opinion. All I got was, to be honest, um, I'd hate to think how many emails and messages I got just saying, hey, thank you. I've never talked about this. Um, you've helped me out or can we talk about it and all this it was all just positive so look therefore um, it was a success Um, it was a success people people enjoyed it Um, people were related to it and that was that was the goal for me so yes perfect job done you know
0: that's fantastic. That's, I mean, that's the exact outcome that you want from something like that. And I mean, it's also the reason that we do this podcast is to kind of give people a, a voice to, I guess, tell people about their experiences because a lot of people have had experiences and they just don't have anyone to talk to. And when you hear someone else that has had an experience similar to you or, or maybe something completely different that might just go, look, they've talked about what they've talked about. Maybe it's time for me to to talk to someone about it. And platforms like that are, are fantastic for people.
1: Oh, look, It's um, this, you know, you go back years and if you even mention the word UFO, you were put in a box of complete learning. Um, now, it's, um, I don't know, what are the surveys you, you, people do? There's like 70 or 80% of the people surveyed think that we're not alone. There's other life in the universe. Um, and yeah, it's not that a strange subject to talk about now. Now, I've, I've had a lot of people where I live come up to me and, and, and then open up and say, hey, look, I've never talked about it. The, you know, the stereotypical, I've never talked to anyone, but, I've, you know, I've heard what you do and I want to tell you what's happened to me. And I've had that so often since that documentary, and that, that's great. They, they get to talk about it and um, get things off their chest, and then they can move on. But, you know, I still believe it's um, still a sensitive subject with a, a, a great number of people. A lot of people believe it's just a load of sh- a load of rubbish, but it's just um, until you see it happen in front of your eyes, um, there's no way it's not not real. Oh, look! I will go into a, a bit and say, look, a lot of the stuff you see is actually made man-made. It's, it's, it's reverse engineered, and it's it's um, definitely made here on Earth. That will be a quite a high percentage of sightings worldwide. Is, Testing and, and military uh, sort of craft, but not all of them are, are made on there.
0: Awesome. That actually leads me into, um, I guess, probably my final question for you, there, uh, Liam, and is what do you think these um, these vessels are? Because there's there's a lot of different opinions out there. Um, you've probably seen more than the than most people will ever see in their lifetime, um, and you, you're probably one of the better people to ask what we think these um, these I guess vehicles are, if you want to think of them that way?
1: There's no... No, I don't know. What are they? They are all different shapes and sizes. Some of them can be light forms. Some can be physically, you know, a metallic craft. Some can be one shape and then two seconds later be a completely different shape. So what are they and who's in them? Who on earth knows? But um they, whatever they are, they're very advanced. Um... Uh, if they can change shape in front of you and, and then be at one spot and then be over the other side of the sky in less than a second, um, they've certainly got some um, jump on technology than what we do. So we are, what's in them? Who knows? Who's flying them? Who knows? But there are so many different shapes, shapes and forms.
0: Is there, yeah. Have you seen... Um, do you notice if there's a pattern in the ones that you do see? Is there something that's... More, I guess, reoccurring than it may be another type of craft.
1: There is there is one that I've seen, uh, you know, ten times more than any other one, and it, they come in the form, and all I can explain it as well. You'll see it on Australian skies too. It's the one in the daytime above the power lines, and it just looks like a piece of metal, uh, like a shield or a, a rectangle metal sheet. Just tumbling, either forwards and backs or sideways, and they usually come in um, three to five of them. And I've seen that everywhere, um, and I yeah have no idea why that that's the one, but that's the one that I see the most. And these are like looks like sheets of metal just tumbling in the sky, and these come down very low. You know, these are close. Oh, really? Within, you know, a couple of Oh, within a couple of hundred feet. Wow. And the size of them. The size of them. I'm guessing, or well, we've estimated that they're a rectangle shape of about five feet long by about two and a half, three feet wide. And uh, and they just tumble. And then they fly incredibly fast over, I say, almost where I can see them. So look, they could be in front of me, and then they could be 300 metres to my left straight away, like in a split second, and then they go back or up. Sometimes they disappear straight up and then they come down. Um, that's the one that I've seen the most and I've got the most videos of.
0: Oh, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and um, and they want to show you after you see it, you just feel good. You have a good feeling and you're like, Wow, that's amazing. So yeah, that's that's the regular one. Well, Liam,
0: I wanna thank you for coming on the show. I mean it's an absolute pleasure having you on, mate.
1: And mate, thanks very much for um contact getting in contact with me because um, yeah, I haven't done a podcast. I haven't done anything like this. So, uh, mate, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I listened to your show. Or I did once you made contact with me and I um, thoroughly enjoyed them. So I went, you know what, I think I could uh, go on that and share my story with a few more listeners and hopefully it helps someone out and that's, that's what we try to do.
2: And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe, Australian paranormal and UFO radio.